Tom Sumner program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, John. You know that. Yay, Tom! <laughs> I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Not an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky day, Mr. Sumner. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom, how you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody, uh, as we roll into the third half of our three-hour tour. It is uh, Friday, the uh, end of the first full week of the new year, 2022. And on Fridays, we like to shine the spotlight on show business, if you will. And I had scheduled today, and and, uh, this feels more like a Monday, actually, because we've had a couple scheduled interviews that uh, did not, hit the mark and um i was i was hoping we'd get to talk with uh actor aaron dalla from um a new movie uh, called alpha rift that looks really really good um it's it's available on amazon prime video and uh it's it's an action sci-fi film and uh, Aaron's been in a number of things, and, and he's really starting to get some success. And this, this movie looks tremendous. In fact, I'm going to be seeing it this afternoon. Um, it's in theaters. It's on a variety of uh, streaming platforms. But since uh, we weren't able to connect with Aaron, we're going to do an encore from back in uh, November with uh, film historian and author... Victoria Amador, and she wrote, uh, oh, wait a minute, maybe this is our, maybe this is our interview, stand by. And as uh, as hoped, we are uh, in fact going to have uh, the conversation with Aaron Dalavila, and uh, he joins me by phone. Aaron, uh, good morning, and welcome to the show. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Doing just fine. I was just about to jump to a uh, to an encore pre-recorded interview, but thankfully you you got through, and uh, it's awesome. yeah, it's great to talk to you, and I. I want to talk a little bit about you've got uh, this this new movie and I have not seen it yet. I'll admit to that right up front, but I have tracked it down. I'm going to be watching it this afternoon. Um, mm-hmm. Called Alpha Rift. And That's it's right. An action sci-fi film. You um, you actually started out your interest in show business started. Uh, with dance, if I have read correctly, how did you go from being a dancer to an action hero? 
Honestly, <laughs> I, <laughs> I know it's such a random like transition, right? Um, honestly, man, you know, I, I had a slight injury uh, in dance. It's literally, I sprained my ankle on a turnstile. It wasn't anything major or anything, but I wanted to keep working. And I said, what do I do? So uh, I hopped on Craigslist and I said, screw it. I'm going to act. And I just started <laughs> applying for whatever I could find. Oh, that's funny. Uh, sketchy productions and all. But but you started out, and and this is really fascinating. Um, where where did you come from originally? What part of the country? Virginia, Virginia, southeastern Hampton Roads. Is and and you were interested in ballet. Is that is that a Suffolk uh, Virginia thing? Yeah, yeah. So no, it's not technically a Suffolk Virginia <laughs> thing, but I did study at the. Governor's School for the Arts, which is a fantastic art school in Norfolk, Virginia, uh, that did have classical ballet and classical modern technique where I learned the foundations and roots of my dance. Besides that, I danced at a competition dance studio called Transition Dance Company. I was part of their competition dance team, Fusion. So that's where I got all of my training in Virginia. And I, I was reading about your, um, your injury and mm-hmm. although you did study dance some more after that, after the injury healed, it, mm-hmm. when I was reading about it, Aaron, it was described as a contract-breaking injury. You'd had some success. Yes. You'd had some gigs working yeah, yeah. in ballet. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically I was auditioning for this company in Chicago that I really wanted to work with, and um, I my ankle when I was hanging out with a friend hopping over a turnstile in Chicago. You know, by the way, never try to fight the CTA or MTA or, you know, hop over a turnstile, <laughs> peg your feet, guys. Um, At least not if and, you want to be a dancer. <laughs> right, exactly. It's so funny how dancers get injured actually outside of the studio. It's never in the studio. It's always when they're doing something else. But uh, anyway, so I get a call the next day, and the guy offers me the contract, and he says, we need an immediate replacement. And I'm like, oh, uh, I'm unable to do it. And then that fell through. And um, little did I know that was a uh, blessing in disguise, because uh, not too long ago, that company unfortunately folded. And uh, I was able to pivot into another avenue of my industry. And I still dance. I still, I recently did a dance gig not too long ago, like a high-profile off-Broadway show. I have another potential one coming out. I auditioned for Broadway as well. I just did Camelot, uh, that production, uh, out in uh, Long Island, where my dance training was utilized. And now I have this skill of acting and singing and all that stuff. So I've diversified my portfolio, if you will. So, um yeah, I'm very, um, you know, it's funny how things happen. You just have to be open to when things happen to pivoting. You just have to be open to it. Aaron, this um, this role that you play in Alpha Rift, um, you really are an action hero in this. And, mm-hmm. and I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to do any spoiler alerts about how that ends up happening because it's kind of fluky the way you end up as, uh, as an action hero. You're, you're sort mm-hmm. of projected into that that world but um as as an actor as a performer does the fact that you studied and worked in ballet and that you've studied dance 
does that have any impact on on how you might block a performance um, in oh, in Alpha absolutely, Rift? absolutely. I mean, having that dance background in my body allows me to pick up choreography so quickly and adapt with the camera because we have to think when we're making a film, it's not all about you. It's not all about the acting. It's about the camera work. It's about the direction. It's about the lighting. It's a marriage between all that stuff. So if with my dance training and the choreography, if I can line up so that we can get the perfect shot that's in focus and we can move on to the next scene, I'm going to be way more beneficial to the production. And I, I would think that that would help a great deal. I mean, they call it blocking in, uh, in, in theater, where you're standing and when and where people move to get from one part of the stage to another, um, or in this particular case, one part of the shot to another. But if you've had that, that experience, it, it really does become not just simply blocking, but choreography. Mm-hmm. I see it all as choreography, definitely. And and I would think as an action hero, especially, I you know I like like I say I, I feel bad because I haven't seen the movie yet. And I'm so looking forward to seeing it. And and um, Lance uh, Henriksen is uh, is is one of my favorites. I've seen him in so many things. Um, but let me yeah, he's a, he's an absolute gem. Well, yeah, and he's he's like um, he's like an anchor in a film mm-hmm. like this, isn't he? Oh yeah, definitely, hundred um, percent. Let's talk about. Uh, there's something else that I that I want to bring up, and it's probably not your favorite part of your resume, but you were homeless for a minute. Mm, yeah. What happened there, and and uh, more importantly, how did you end up homeless? But then how did you get back onto the path? Well, man, um, uh, when I first moved out, um, I was unable to find a co-signer and a loan to, I had a pretty sizable scholarship to go to New York University um, for dance. Uh, I was unable to find a co-signer for my loan for schools. So I moved out when I was 18 to go to dance with National Ballet, and I became financially independent. I got my first job at a Chipotle Mexican Grill, And I just hustled my way through, moving from city to city to city, trying to, working with different companies, working with different gigs as a dancer. And um, I will say that I lived with a crazy lady that I found on Craigslist, and I was not on the lease. And her and I got in a fight, and then she kicked all my stuff out. And literally, I didn't have a place to go. So first thing I did was uh, live in the, uh, I was homeless for, for a day or two, and then I went to a uh, halfway house to live there for a couple days, and then I was able to find another roommate on Craigslist, and I lived on that couch, and then uh, I moved on to the next thing, sort of like a vagabond, and uh, just trying to find my place, you know what I mean? Yeah. How I got back on the path, really, was uh, when I did find a mentor. His name was James Bonney. He passed away a couple years ago from cancer, unfortunately. But mm. he kind of put me on the path, and that was when I landed in New York and still kind of finding my way, being a vagabond sort of thing, and you know, getting gigs here and there and stuff, but not really being grounded and focused. And James was able to really uh, set my sights straight, and um, they've been straight ever since. 
Well, and and I didn't want to bring that up to embarrass you or put you no, on the spot, God. Aaron. No, no, um, no. It's it's really about the struggles that people go through. You know, we always hear hear it said that you know it took me ten years to become an overnight success. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and for people who are interested in the arts. I, I think it's important that they that they hear just how tough it is and how dedicated you have to be. You you have to be relentlessly dedicated. And no, I wear my struggle like a badge of honor. So I'm proud of it. I'm proud of where I've come from. I'm proud of what I've done because I'm just a workhorse. That's my thing. I just I, I just do the work. And if you just do the work and stay focused, you will be successful. I, I guarantee it. Through any of that time, you know, through the, the breakup and, and homelessness and couch surfing and all of that, mm-hmm. did you ever take your eye off the ball? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. When I got involved in my own personal stuff, um, potential, like some substance abuse problems and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I think that was all because I was just, you know, trying to think about the end result of the thing rather than learning to adapt to the journey. And that's why uh-huh. I have to really, yeah, you know, we always talk about that in art is that everyone's on their own journey and it's stop comparing yourself to other people. Don't focus on the end result. Focus on the journey and enjoy it. Find some enjoy in it. In, in it. And amongst all the stress, all the stuff. So literally I would use you know, some things to, you know, help me cope with the stress and whatever and stuff that weren't healthy. So now in my life, I use things that are healthy. Aaron, the um, the fact that you sing and dance and act and, and have all of those skills, do you have a preference for venue, stage, screen, big, small? You know what's funny is that I just was asked this question by someone. I don't. I don't. I'm really starting to get into, um, I've done all these different uh, avenues of work. For me, it's about the project. It's like, ooh, I really want to play this role because this sounds fun. You know, like I just got an audition for Quasimodo for some equity stage play up in uh, upstate New York. Really? Um, and it's to play the Hunchback of Notre Dame. And I'm like, oh, I love this role. Yeah, this sounds fun. I want to do that. <laughs> and right now I'm actually on a feature film in Florida for five weeks. And I'm assistant directing. I'm the first AD. You know, I have a small role in it. But he said, hey, do you want to come first AD? And I was like, ooh, I want to do that because I do want to eventually direct down the line. So, And this helps me learn more about the my about acting when you work the other side of the camera if you get the gig for hunchback um are you going to be able to get through the production without at least once saying what hump saying what (laughs) what hump (laughs) what hump (laughs) from from young frankenstein (laughs) i I guess i have to now i guess i have to now um but no my my focus is whether it's TV, film, Broadway, off-Broadway, commercial. You know, it's its about the role. It's about the project for me. Does the thing excite me? Aaron, I, do I want to do it? Aaron, I hate to interrupt, but I have to take a short break here. Can you stand by for a few minutes so we can talk some more? Yeah, sure. No right. problem. My, uh, my guest is Aaron Dallavilla. Am I saying that right? Oh, it's fine. It's Dallavilla. 
Dollar Villa. Okay. Anyway, we'll be back with Aaron after we take this short break. Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Biden from the Blue Hawaiian. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Annan. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. Hello. Speaking. Oh, dear. Honey, our car warranty is expiring again. So soon? It just expired last week. You don't even own a car! Not now, Dana. Your father's on the phone. Hey! Mom and Dad, you're being scammed! It's a robocall! Scammers are using new technology and clever tactics to make more and more calls that look legitimate, but are hard to trace. They can make it look like they're calling from any number, even from numbers of people you know. My robocall crackdown team is working with state and federal partners to stop the robocalls for good, but I need your guys' help. Don't trust your caller ID. Verify you're really talking to the person whose number appears when your phone rings. If you accidentally answer a robocall, hang up right away. Engaging in conversation will only lead to more calls. Use a call blocking app on your cell phone that stops robocalls before they interrupt your day. And if you do get a robocall, File a complaint with my office online at mi.gov slash robocalls. And mom, dad, please do not give your information out to these scammers over the phone. They're just trying to trick you. Well, at least they call. No, I get it. You're busy. But you know Janine's daughter is a doctor. She calls every week. A doctor. 
Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program. We continue my conversation with uh, actor Aaron Dallavilla, who is uh, in a uh, new film called um, Alpha Rift, and he mm-hmm. joins me by phone. Aaron, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around, and sorry to make you sit through all that. No problem. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Good. Um I, I want to talk to you, you know, we were talking a little bit about your resume in the last segment, and I want to pick up on that uh, a little bit more, and then we'll talk about the movie and where people can uh, see it and, and or buy it. Um, but you've, you've had some, some interesting, uh, interesting gigs. Um, you were in the, the uh, 2019 horror film Trick. Um, mm-hmm. You had appearances in... Uh, on uh, Peacock and in Girls Five Eva, in mm-hmm. uh, Hulu's Pledge, Fox's Gotham, which I watched quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's the ultimate origin story, I think. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Um, and and now in this uh, movie Alpha Rift, um, uh, along the way, and, and we were talking about different venues and and types of work that you are able to do as a singer, dancer, actor, etc. Um, do you have any favorite gigs yet or, or a gig that you would like to do and haven't had a chance to yet? Oh, I think I find uh, beneficial experiences in all the gigs that I've done so far that have led up to this point. They've always taught me something. Uh, gigs I am looking forward to in the future, uh, I do want to have a Broadway show. Eventually, I want to, uh, whether it's something I get cast in or something that I get create, created and put on Broadway uh, down the line, I don't know, but definitely want uh, to be on Broadway and work in that capacity. Uh, I definitely want to direct a feature film. Um, I have a story that I am writing with another writer right now that's being developed that's a perfect acting role for me uh, that I want to pull off. Right now, it's just about the roles. It's about the character roles. I do want to work in Shakespeare as well um, on the stage. Um, and, um, yeah, it would be nice to find a, uh, you know, grittier type of roles and stuff. Those are very fun um, action roles that I've really enjoyed. But, you know, I really do love the dramas. And, um, you know, sometimes just do a just ridiculous comedy where I make a fool out of myself. I've been really <laughs> fortunate with, I've been really fortunate with the roles I've, um, I've received. I have another role, um, that's coming out soon in a feature film where I was able to work opposite James Faulkner, who's a, a very incredible, uh-huh. well-known, um, uh, English actor. And, uh, I play this wild card character who's a musician, and I was also able to create two songs for the character that are in the movie now. So if that movie does come out, um, which I'm being told that it will, uh, this year, then I will create a full, um, I've got some things in the work for the character. Let's just say that. Well, that sounds like fun. I just, I was just reading about, uh, Dolly Parton. Did a uh, a whodunit novel with James Patterson, mm. and she has recorded an a, a companion album. Audio, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's. Yeah. Uh, I would think that would be a lot of fun with somebody who has the uh, 
the broad range that you have in terms of your abilities yep. uh, as a Why performer? not? I, I, I think we're only limited by our scope of our imagination. And we just have to just keep evolving and growing. And the biggest thing that I can, uh, the biggest advice I can give to people is be adaptable. You have to be adaptable. You have to be like a flowing river. You know, you have to be like a flowing river that is able to change course at any moment. Now, I said I didn't want to do any spoiler alerts, so I guess I'm going to rely on you a little bit, Aaron, if you don't mind giving a synopsis of Alpha Rift. Sure. That won't spoil anything for anybody, but we'll explain just, just how interesting this uh, particular action sci-fi film is. Sure. Uh, so Alpha Rift is the story of my character, Nolan Parsmore. Well, the story is not about me. The story revolves around me. Um, it's about Nolan Parsmore, who is this sort of easygoing guy, the Marty McFly type, who runs a GameStop with his uh, this girl he really likes, who's his coworker and his other friend. And he is a big fan of these nobleman comic books. You know, he was raised on them by his dad and given fencing lessons and stuff. But little does he know that his dad did all that stuff because he's actually the secret bloodline heir to the actual noblemen, which is, which are actually real. So one day trouble comes knocking on his door and then he gets pulled into this secret society and then he has to take up his destiny as the uh, as a modern day knight to fight supernatural evil and he's reluctant. He doesn't want to do it. He's kind of a slacker fanboy, but ultimately he gets down to business and he realizes this is my destiny. I have to take up the mantle. Well, I am really so it's an origin story of a potential franchise. Really? Well, that sounds like yeah. fun. When did it? When was it released? Uh, it was released earlier this year, November nineteenth, I believe, of uh, twenty twenty one. And yes. now, how long did it take to to get this movie made? And and was it complicated at all by what we've been going through with uh, COVID nineteen? I shot it back in 2018, 2018, 2019, so it took yeah. two years. It took two years, and, you know, COVID was actually a blessing in disguise for the director because Dan Lance is able to do so many things, and he, was, he had the time to actually make the movie the best it could be via the special effects that he was doing. So COVID was a blessing in disguise to make the movie better. Well, I've I've noticed um, now this is a film that is available in select theaters as well as streaming on a lot of uh, oh I, I think it's on uh, on Vudu and Amazon, uh, Apple TV. Apple and, TV is the yes, it's available on all those other platforms. It was in limited theatrical release. It did make its theatrical release. It is currently available on. Apple TV and those other platforms. It's um, and I've noticed that that some films that were planned for theatrical release um, mm -hmm. ended up shifting gears and and doing their releases on uh, streaming platforms because it's it's still a little tough to get people in the chairs in the theaters. <laughs> Um, a big, we were playing at a theater and a huge release that was released on the same day. I'm not going to name the film, 
literally had maybe less than 10 people in it. You know, it, it is tough for people to go see movies right now because it's, um, it, it, it's, well, they don't know to whether or not they, you know, they have to wear masks or if other people well, will be wearing masks. And if it's not John Wick or Spider-Man, it's really hard to get people in to see your movie, especially if you're an indie film like Alpha Rift. So that's why I think people are really going to enjoy it. I mean, it is a movie. I, I'm telling you guys, like, you, you know, Dan Lance was able to pull off this feat with the budget that we had, imagine what he could do with a bigger budget. I'm very proud of it. And if you're at home, make sure you have the surround sound and stuff because that's what it was made for. Oh, all right. Uh, well, you just you convinced me <laughs> on w- <laughs> where I'm gonna. W- I am gonna be watching it at home, but uh, but uh, what? Which room? <laughs> you know, which setup? I'm gonna be using whatever's closest to making it like a theater. It's literally, I, I like to call it Marvel on a budget. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. So. Uh, what are the chances that this? Um, would be a uh, that this could be a franchise um is it is it based on uh writing that that is out there is is there a a series of of books no this is a really exciting thing this is original ip so dan lance created uh-huh. the idea 20 years ago he's built the franchise he's working on the tabletop game you know, this is a love letter to gamers, and this is inverse called it Camelot for Gamers. This is a love yeah. letter to gamers for diehard gamers. This is your thing. You know what I'm saying? So this is original IP, and I really do see it as its own franchise. Now, will it become a franchise? Who knows? That depends on if it gets the money, obviously. But I think that it has great potential. How's it been doing so far? How's it been received? It's been really well received. We have a tomato on Rotten Tomatoes. I've been compared to Marty McFly uh, from Back to the Future, Michael J. Fox, and that's an obviously a huge compliment. Yeah. And uh, we, we, I set out to <laughs> do a job, and I believe I did the job. And that's at the end of the day, that's all I can do as an actor. There's so much out of my control as an actor, and there's so much that's not about me And when it comes to so many variables. And if you're lucky to get the job, just show up and do the best you can, and then you have to walk away. And uh, if the movie becomes a success and becomes a franchise and stuff, be even rejoice, you know, like like oh, be even happier because uh, that's just the way the business is. If if it did that, um, there would definitely be some comic cons in your future. Um, oh yeah, certainly Absolutely. sci-fi cons. Do you enjoy interacting with people, or are you a little bit solitary? Um, I do like my personal space, but no, I am a charismatic. I would say I'm an extroverted introvert. So when I'm by myself in my own creative space, I like to be alone. But I am a people person. I can go to. I'm very charismatic. I like to go out and uh, meet new people and stuff. So comic cons are, are are easy for me. Now you said you were collaborating on uh, on writing something that that mm-hmm. you would want to act in. Um, mm-hmm. uh, have you had any experience writing, or is this is this new uh, turf for you? Yes. No. I wrote. Um, I helped co-write. 
a web series, an eight-episode web series based on a comedic character that I created, Tucci Badaducci, with a friend of mine, Logan Riley Bruner, who's very uh, another great uh, writer and director and uh, actor. Um, so, no, it's not my first rodeo. Are you living in uh, New York or Los Angeles yes. now? Yes, Manhattan. Um, does it matter as much anymore where you live when we're so in touch with people? Uh... No, I think if if listen, if we want you for the role, we're going to cast you. It doesn't matter where you're at. Now, when it comes to the production's budget and whether or not you need to be a local hire, that's a whole other matter. But wouldn't that be incumbent on the person who gets the role to be where they need to be? Well, if they really like the, if the production really likes them, they'll fly them down. They'll pay for gas. They'll do whatever it takes to get them down. So it really depends. And and why New York and not Los Angeles? I, I, and I'm just curious. Is that because you're from the East originally? No, I just I like the 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 drive in New York. I think it really matches my energy right now. You know, I'm a, I'm a young guy with a lot of energy and a go getter, and that's New York speed for me. Sometimes New York has trouble keeping up with me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I love LA too. You know, not to, not to, not to, you know, in LA, but yeah, no, Los Angeles is cool. And I fly out there frequently to shoot, but when the time comes for me to maybe move over there or have another place there, yeah, that'd be great. The ideal situation would be have a place in L.A., have a place in New York, and then live wherever I want to. But right now, my heart's in New York. I, I, I love New York. Well, I'll tell you, yours is going to be a career to watch, Aaron, because if uh, you're already being compared to Marty McFly, who's really mm -hmm. kind of an icon when it oh, comes yeah, totally. to... He's uh, an absolute icon, to, yeah. ...to film uh, franchises... And, and uh, you know, to, to be able to say that, that New York has to, sometimes has to keep up with you, mm -hmm. <laughs> I think we're mm -hmm. going to have to keep an eye on Aaron. <laughs> well, thank you. If I just continue um, doing the work, and then, then you'll hear more about me. Well, and, and do you know right off when you read something whether you would want to do it or, or not do it? Yes. Do you ever turn anything down? Yes. That's interesting. I, I read somewhere that uh, uh, Roger Moore had asked uh, Lawrence Olivier for advice about uh, his, his in the early days of his acting career. And Olivier is, is reported to have said, take everything you're offered, and if you're ever lucky enough to be offered two things at the same time, Take the one that pays more money. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that he said that because that was exactly my situation of turning down a project. <laughs> it really? was it was when I was offered two things and I took the one that paid more money. So I think I'm taking a, his advice. You think so maybe far. you're following that, that code? Um, following one of the greatest actors that ever lived? Yeah. Uh, it's not a bad thing. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, when you 
what is auditioning like, or has that changed dramatically because of uh, Zoom and FaceTime and all of that? Do it's you, different. It's a different world. You you can't. Uh, you got to have a nice setup when it comes to auditioning. You got to have a nice backdrop, nice lighting and stuff, camera and stuff. Um, voiceover, you want to have a booth, you want to be as professional as possible because a lot of these people cannot bring you into a studio anymore. Uh, they have to hear it. Uh, they have to source connect you. So you have to have a professional setup. Um, it's also made it easier for me. I don't have to run around to four auditions in New York around the city all day. I can all knock them out in the comfort of my own home. So there are some benefits. Um, and you have to be good with zoom. You have to understand the frame with Zoom for callbacks and stuff because uh, we are still dealing with the pandemic, so you've just had to adapt. But okay. um, I think there's both more ease and comfort, but the only problem is that you don't get to experience someone's energy like you used yeah. to when you walk into the room. You don't get to really meet them and experience their energy. But um, I don't mind it. I don't, not, I don't mind this new avenue of working. But how do you get the appoint the appointments if they're not having what they used to call cattle calls, where they would just? Oh, I have an agent. I have an agent and a manager, so they will send me appointments, and I will put myself on tape. And even theater, uh -huh. theater is primarily back in the, you know theater wasn't doing self tapes. It was always by appointment only, by appointment only. Now theater roles are getting auditions. For example, I have to do Quasimodo this weekend, so that's what I'm going to be working on, and. I'm going to send them a tape. And it's so much easier for me because I'm down in Florida on another project and then I can just send them a tape. And then they can cast me off the tape. Same thing they did in Camelot. I did, I did several auditions for Camelot and then boom, they cast me from that. They didn't, need, they didn't even need to see me in person. In a way, it's almost better, especially if you're a producer who's behind these projects because you're like, hey, we don't have to pay for this space anymore. We can just have everyone tape. Great. What is the search for an agent like? Uh, well, it's a little bit of uh, grind it out and get lucky. You really got to meet someone. It's, that's why they say you know, it's the importance of who you know. And a lot of people are either born into this industry or they know someone or they're just at the right place at the right time. I was definitely at the right place at the right time. Are there places you can go to network and, and oh, make yeah. an you impression? Oh, you can you can pay to audition for agencies. You can meet them. Uh, you can cold email them. You can call them. Send them a postcard. Yeah, there there are resources. Hello. Yeah, sorry. I had had a, had a phone ringing that I didn't think was active anymore, which is a little bit strange. I I'm in the process of changing phones, so I'm not sure what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, no worries. Anyway, we're getting we're getting close to the end of our time, Aaron. But I'm having so much fun talking with you, and I can't wait to see the movie this afternoon. Alpha Rift is the name yeah. of the movie. It's uh, um, available on a lot of streaming platforms. It has uh, had a theater release as well, and it stars mm -hmm. my guest Aaron Dallavilla and mm -hmm. uh, Lance Henriksen, and a number of others. It's uh, directed by Dan Lance. And, it, and, and I've, seen the tra I've seen a couple of different trailers for it, and I, I'm really excited about seeing this movie this afternoon. Um, how long before, uh, before you'll be back so we can, we can talk about your next project? 
<laughs> uh, I will be back. <laughs> I will be back February 11th uh, in New York. Uh, as of right now, unless I do choose to take a little uh, little break for a week somewhere else. Um, so yeah, I'll be back February 11th, and um, I hopefully I'll have news about my next film if it uh, is expected to make the spring release that I was told that it might make. So uh, we'll see. Well, reach out, Aaron, because I'd love to have you back. And um, I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about you and your work, past, present, and future. Do you have a website? Yeah, absolutely. It's AaronDelaVilla.com. Uh, the best way to stay informed with me, Tom, is uh, at AaronDelaVilla on, uh, on Instagram. I'm very active on social media, so at AaronDelaVilla on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, you just keep up to me on my IMDb. And if they want to reach out, they can go ahead and reach out. Yeah, and totally, I'd love to come back on the show. I thank you so much for having me on. Well, I, you're a lot of fun, and, and like I say, I'm, I'm really excited about this movie. And now it makes me want to go back and make sure that I see some of the other things you've done. <laughs> yeah, check it out. Check it out. Check out a Pledge on Hulu. I'm really proud of that one as well. And, and what, what was your role on, uh, on Gotham? Oh, Gotham, I played uh, Gretel's youngest son. So she was like the lead villain of the show, that, that episode. And I got to work opposite uh, Corey Michael Smith. Um, I think I believe that's his name. It's the one who played. It's the guy who played the Riddler. But he was he was wonderful oh, to work yeah. opposite. So that was a really fun. That was my first co-star. That was my first ever time being on serious TV co-star. So that was a really exciting moment for me. Well, I, I think there are a lot of exciting moments ahead for you, Aaron. And thanks so much for spending this time with me. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Tom. Take care. You too. Bye. That was, uh, again, Aaron Dallavilla, and uh, he's appearing in the movie Alpha Rift with Lance Henriksen, directed by uh, Dan Lance. And uh, it is, um, let's see, it's, uh, it's, it's been in theaters. It's uh, streaming. Uh, it's available on, let me see, some of the uh, things that we talked about here um, well, it's available on Amazon Prime Video. It's uh, it's on Apple and uh, a number of other streaming services. So, be sure and check it out if you get a chance. It looks like a really fun uh, a really fun movie. Like I say, I've seen the trailers, so I I've I've all my my interest has already been piqued, as they say. Anyway, uh, we are going to take a short break. If you're listening to us on uh, WFOV, Our Voices Radio, uh, 92.1 LPFM Flint. They are a broadcast service of the Flint Odyssey House, Spectacle Productions, and my friend Paul Herring. And we're going to let them uh, squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well, and you can, uh, if you miss a uh, an interview or, or a conversation that I've had with someone, you can always uh, go to the archive on the website, uh, look under audio, and then look up show archive, and you can scroll down through, um, and they're they're. Uh, stored there hour by hour and if you know the date and the hour 
um, that you're looking for, or maybe the person's name, uh, you can scroll and find it. So be sure and check out past episodes. Hey, <laughs> this is the Unknown Comic, and guess what? You're listening to the Tom Sumner Show right now, and now, and now too, and even now. It's 2022, and this year the Tom Sumner Program begins its 14th year. It would not be here without support through the years from individuals and organizations like these. Seth David Radwell. East Village Magazine. Flynn Institute of Music. Hello, I'm Maestro Ricky DeMeg. Flint Community Schools. MTA Flint. Flint Comics and Entertainment. Hamity Complete Food Center. The Flint River Watershed Coalition. W.H. Weiscarver. The Genesee County Road Commission. Long Museum Auto Fair. Thomas Appliance. The Genesee Health Plan. Flipflip Technology. My Community College. It's Pure Michigan. Friends on Facebook have also helped by contributing to the show's online fundraisers two or three times a year. If you would like to help the Tom Sumner program continue to thrive by becoming a sponsor, send an email of interest to tom at tomsumnerprogram.com. Add your name to the list of supporters, past, present, and future. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans, and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, the hugger and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Rangers Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Start your weekend early with the Tom Sumner Program every Friday live at 11. We turn the spotlight on the world of arts and entertainment featuring artists from music, TV, and the movies. Catch everything from the rich local talent pool in and around Flint and Genesee County to up-and-coming stars of stage and screen, plus legends from New York and Hollywood. Hi, this is Greg Nagy. Hey, this is Hoppa. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions. Hi, this is Alexander Zondrick. Hi, this is Mark Farner. This is Maurice Davis. Hi, this is Rochelle Ray. Hi there, folks. This is Sweet Willie T. Hey, this is Steve from the Nashville office. I'm Gwen Pennyman Hemphill. Start your weekend right. Go to 11 Fridays on the Tom Sumner Program. Ellen Sherman, Cleveland housewife and mother. Hi, I'm a nuclear physicist and commissioner of consumer affairs. In my spare time, I do needlepoint, read, sculpt, take writing lessons, and brush up on my knowledge of current events. Thursday's my day at the daycare center, and then there's my work with the deaf. But I still have time left over to do all my own baking and practice my backhand, even though I'm on call 24 hours a day as a legal aid. How does Ellen Sherman do it all? She's smart. She takes speed. 
the tiny blue diet pill you don't have to be overweight to need. And then I collect these paper bags, and I have them right here, all folded and everything. In case anyone needs a paper bag, I have Yes, one. Speed. Because I fold them neatly, you know. I don't fold them just any old way. I Why not ask your family doctor for a prescription today? And, and when that runs out, you can ask your neighbor's doctor and your mother's doctor and your college roommate's doctor and your best friend from high school's doctor and your babysitter's Oh, I get the uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. Oh, but Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. One of the most important yet malign figures in the entertainment business is the agent, more specifically, the Hollywood agent. These are the men responsible for representing the stars, both big and little, in their dealings with the networks and Hollywood film studios. What are these men really like? These men who work 24 hours a day for a mere 10% of their clients' income. Let's eavesdrop on one of Hollywood's biggest agents and find out. Hello, sweet old chicky baby pussycat lamipad. <laughs> Puppy dog or lover darling. This is Jose. What? Oh, who's this? Oh, lover darling, puppy dog, lemon. Oh, I want a chicky baby pussycat, lemon. Forgive me for that. Yes, what can I uh, do for you? Mr. Menace, while we have a moment between phone calls, I yes. wonder if you could answer a few questions. Oh, I probably could, but I want to tell you something. If you repeat the answers, I'll swear I never said it. Now, is it true that you work for only 10% of your clients' income? No, no, that's almost correct, you see. We work for only 10% of our clients. Oh. Uh, the rest have no income, so who needs it? <laughs> Why do uh, Hollywood agents refer to everyone as sweetheart and chicky, baby? That we don't do that, sweetheart. <laughs> Actually, Mr. Jimenez, you uh, do work for a 10% commission of your clients' income, don't you? Yes, we do. You know what? I make 10% on their unemployment checks. Well, do you think that's fair? Of course it is. If it wasn't for me, they wouldn't be unemployed. <laughs> Look what at is... it that way. I mean, fair is fair, you know. What is the secret of a successful agent? You must always deal with his strength and power. You just watch me and I, you know. Hello, Jimenez is speaking right into your phone. Hello, Sam Bell. Oh, yeah, that deal we were talking about for your new picture. Well, here's the way it is. Look, it looks like I'm in the driver's seat, you know. So if you want my boy, it will cost you $250,000, 20% of the Take it or leave it. Okay, so my baby, talk to you tomorrow. That was marvelous. No, it wasn't. He left it. <laughs> I travel around a whole lot, friends, and I see all, all manner of different things all the time. And uh, here the other day, I seen one of them ballets, Swan Lake it is called, and it's, it's pretty, just pretty as it could be. And them women sure can broad jump. 
And the fine part about it, the fine part about it is that, that they, the, the steps that they do have got these French names. And every time they take a step on that stage, it means something. Now this Swan Lake opens up on this young prince that is having his coming of age birthday party. And all the guests come up and they're doing a step called the Pas de Trois. And that's where you circle your foot three times and kindly kick up high. And that means there's gonna be good times had tonight. <laughs> and we may be up till three. And while they was a party trying, all these swans come up on the stage. And the princess party tried right over to them and was just before a killing them swans. When all of a sudden, as if by magic, there was one of them, you see, that was wearing a great big gold crown. And that swan turned from, from a swan into a beautiful young girl. And she was doing a step called the, the rounds of jamba. And that means I am a girl. And she was too. And so, so right off the prince knowed he was in love of her. And he done a step called the fouette. And that's where you hold one finger up and one hand down and just kindly turn and look. And that means I think you're the prettiest thing I've ever seen and I want to kiss you. And he started to. He started to and the girl, she done a step called the potty dough. And that means take your cotton picking hands off of my shoulders. As it, as it turned out, as it, as it turned out, as it turned out, all of them swans was really girls, but they had had this curse put on them saying they couldn't never be girls again until some young boy would give his life for them. And so when the prince learned of it, he done a kind of a manly leap that meant I will, I'll give my life for them. And so this great rain come and it rained and it rained and it rained and it wasn't no ordinary rain. It was a frog strangler. The, the water, the water kept coming up and a coming up and a coming up and it got up about chin high and then they done a step called the supersont. And that's where you get up on your toes and wave like that. And that means I am drowning. <laughs> and they did. They did, they all drowned. The boys and the swans and everybody. But they all come to life again. And that's what makes it such a pretty story. They all come to life again, and the boys, they were still boys. But the swans, they was all pretty girls. And the prince, he married that and that was wearing the gold crown. And the rest of the boys, they took their pick of what was left. <laughs> and they wound up the ballet doing a step called the uh, Assemble a la Quartremer a la Derriere. <laughs> and that means, friends, that means that means save your Confederate money, boys. The South's gonna rise again. This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program.
state has something its Rotary Club can boast of. Some product that the state produces the most of. Rhode Island is little but, oh my, it has a product anyone would buy. Copper comes from Arizona, beaches come from Georgia, and lobsters come from Maine. The wheat fields are the sweet fields of Nebraska, and Kansas gets bonanzas from the grain. Old whiskey comes from old Kentucky. Ain't the country lucky? New Jersey gives us glue. it up for today's edition of the Tom Sumner program and brings to a close the first full week of the new year 2022 I want to say thanks to all my guests on the show today uh, starting with this last hour with Aaron Dallavilla uh, he's in uh, the, the film Alpha Rift uh, before that we talked about um, e-commerce and the future of retail with uh, Carl Haller from IBM And we started out this morning with an encore with uh, Newsweek Deputy Opinion Editor Bacha Unger-Sargon talking about her new book, Bad News, How Woke Media is Undermining Democracy. Anyway, have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Good night, everybody. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. Most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. 
many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. And thanks for listening.